last week we talked a little bit, we're continuing our series, um, and uh, we talked about how following Jesus was a lifestyle. And we looked at the scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23, and I'll just remind you of, those, of that scripture right now. It said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Uh, may, uh, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And we talked about how being in the Olympics and like an Olympian, um, it requires dedication, uh, having a Christian lifestyle. And if you pursue Jesus the way Olympians pursue a gold medal, you will see that a personal relationship with Jesus is fulfilling, but it's definitely not a private relationship that you have. Now, Many people will hear that and think, oh, I'm supposed to run around and tell everybody they need Jesus and just be all weird about it. Um, no, you need to be you. Now, you may say, well, I'm already weird, and I'll be like, probably, but just be you. That's what we need to be, though. We need to be you, and, and people need to see a difference. Today, we're going to look at the Great Commission. Now, I talk a lot about the Great Commandment, love Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself, um, and love each other, but the Great Commission... Uh, is something we're going to focus on today. So that's in Matthew chapter 8, or sorry, 28, verses 16 to 20, and I'll read it for you. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, when you have a personal calling, a personal relationship with Jesus, you want others to meet him too. Do you remember as being a little kid, if, if a favorite relative came over, whether it's a cousin, an uncle, whatever, you always wanted to introduce them. Or maybe it was at elementary school and your big brother or big sister showed up and you wanted everybody to know, that's my big brother, or that's my big sister. And, and you were proud and you would introduce them and you'd be excited about it and you would tell everybody. Is your faith so private that you never talk about it with anybody? That you never say a word about it. Now, we have to be careful because you don't want to just blurt it out in, in different situations. It has to be the right timing, and you've got to be in touch with the Holy Spirit, and you want to do it at the right times to discuss those things. Is it appropriate? All that. But is it something where there are opportunities, and you just don't do anything about it? Well, I want to give you an opportunity today to think about not missing those opportunities when you have the ability to share what God has done for your life, what Jesus, what having a relationship with him has done in your life. Because no matter what your background, no matter where you've been from, the fact that you're here listening, the fact that you're in the Word, the fact that you're serving in a church, whether your background, your history was good or bad, you, you're not the same person you would have been if you hadn't had God in your life. And that's something important that we all need to recognize. I would not be the person that I am today if it wasn't for God. And it's easy to forget that. It's very easy to forget that. So when the disciples gathered with the risen Jesus at this particular time in the Gospel of Matthew, the first thing he instructed them to do is one of my favorite sayings. It's actually only one word. It's go. 
you know, I could just see him if he was, if he was sitting around and be like, hey, now get out of here and go do something, right? Go, go, go preach the word. Go tell them about me. Go do something. It's an action word. It's something you need to do. And that's in, in chap, uh, chapter 28 of verse 19 that we read this morning. And Jesus was always on the go, if you didn't notice that about him. He's always moving. Uh, and even when he tried to take some time, people were on, his, on him trying to find out what he was doing. And he was willing to tell everyone, anyone who wanted to hear, about the good news of the kingdom of God. And having a personal relationship with Jesus is not a faith that keeps us at home. It doesn't keep us locked down, and I think that's where some of our frustration has been lately. But it encourages us, and even Jesus commands us to go, that we go out into the world um, telling others about the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, businesses understand the, um, the, the importance of referral, the power of a referral, uh, or like a personal recommendation. Sometimes businesses will run a promotion for uh, their employees. If you refer a customer to them, you'll get a reward. Or even if uh, other companies will do that for you. If you're a customer and you, you want someone else to experience what you've experienced, you will refer them, and then this company will give you a reward. And actually, even now, more than ever, um, companies have been paying employees for re referring new employees to work for them. They've been giving them bonuses. Now... I was driving down the bypass here in Langley, and Canada Bread, it says $1,500 signing bonus if you want to work at Canada Bread. See, they, they know they need to get attention. They need to get people's attention. So they're trying to bring people back to work. And they'll do that by you know, either referral or throughout their company or like a $1,500 signing bonus. Now, according to LinkedIn, and if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's like a, it's like a Facebook but more business-oriented. Um, people put their profiles on there so that they can be hired for things or whatever, just in their experts in their field. And 70% of the companies offer employees rewards for referring a qualified candidate to their employer. Uh, and those bonuses range from $1,000 to $5,000 if they get a good referral. Now, they understand, businesses understand that a happy employee is the best recruiter for talent. If nobody wants to work in your company, then the employees aren't going to try and get anyone to work in your company. Um, so they'll pay employees simply for recommending somebody else. This is a big thing. It's, it's important, and businesses wouldn't do it if it was a waste of money. They understand dollars and cents. They understand the referral process and getting quality people. Now, Jesus instructed us to be his witnesses in the scripture we read today because he knows the most effective way to spread some, a message, that, and especially his message, um, and the best way to do that and the best people to do that are the ones who know him personally are the ones that have a relationship with him. This is one of the, the great promises. He's always going to be with us. He promises you're not going to be alone. You're, I'm going to be with you. He says that at the end of the scripture we read today in verse 20. But if he's always with us, he wants us to tell others about him. And he wants us to, to do it by, by, by going around and telling what God has done in his life. And so have you done that are you willing do you know jesus enough to tell somebody about him and what he's done for your life and there's a reason why i'm asking this not to put you on the spot not to make you feel weird 
But if you don't know how, if you don't know how to tell others, then that's something we can do. That's something we can do. We can do um, some teaching on that um, uh, in, in life groups. We can do all that because there's, there's, it's hard to talk to people. It's hard to open up and be vulnerable to people. And so it, these little courses will give you an idea of how to do that um, without manipulating people, without making them feel guilty, but just telling your story. Because I have to believe if God is God and the Holy Spirit is who the Holy Spirit is, and he is able to speak into other people's lives, and he's told you, he's, you know, God says, I'm not going to leave you, I'm going to be with you, I'm sending the Holy Spirit. If we're really giving the Holy Spirit the credit, if we're really giving him all the authority, then he's going to take care of it. We just have to do our little part. It's that easy, but it's hard. It's difficult because we can become vulnerable. But are you aware of the presence of God in your life on a regular basis, day to day? Is God speaking to you day to day, minute by minute, hour by hour? Sometimes we go through periods where he's not speaking to us or we feel he's not or we're too busy to stop and listen. But it's important for us to ask ourselves, are we aware of his presence? When you're out and about, does God speak to you about somebody who's struggling over here? Does he open your eyes to problems with coworkers, with people in your school, at your job, wherever it is that you are? Are you in tune with God so that when you're in those opportunities, you don't react from your own emotion or frustration in the moment, you act with compassion and empathy for other people, no matter what they're going through, and no matter how they treat you. But it's my right to be treated well. No, no. Don't get me going on your rights because you don't have any. We don't have any. We have surrendered to Jesus Christ. So if you're offended by somebody, you need to suck it up, find out what's going on with them and help them and be with them. Is it hard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If people are extra rude to you, especially when they shouldn't be, if they're treating you poorly and you're like, how am I going to show them the love of Jesus Christ, when all I really want to do is reach out and shake them. It's a real feeling. Some people don't have that urge. <laughs> I was raised a little different. But, but others may retreat. Others may do nothing. Others may act out. Others might get angry. Whatever. There's different ways to respond. But are we willing to put our own selfish emotions aside and show these people the love of Jesus Christ, those that are struggling, those that are having a difficult time in their lives. And that's why we're here, I believe, to show them empathy, to show them compassion. Do you know Jesus well enough to share him with others and to teach others about him? And if not, uh, what is keeping you from making that happen? What is stopping you? I know over the closure of the world. Every, there's a lot of people that said, oh, I got into reading, I got into scripture, I got closer with God, and that's fantastic, but some people didn't. Some people struggled with that because they're like, why are we going through this and had lots of questions and had lots of time. How many know when you have lots of time and questions that you can't answer? That really helps, right? It gets a little frustrating. Well, lots of people have struggled with that. And when we go through these valleys, these tough times, whatever they may look like, whether it's just in our personal life or whether it's a worldwide pandemic, we have to have a foundation that's strong enough to get us through. You know that, I don't remember the stats, but it's quite high, but right now there are many, many pastors and leaders dropping out of the ministry. There are many leaders in the church dropping out of church. There are many church members not coming to church or just saying, I don't want anything to do with church right now or just not coming back. Now, 
I believe strongly that they need community and they will come back. But right now, it's a difficult time. So showing some compassion, showing some empathy for those that are going through these things. But if the answer is that you don't know him, you need to figure out why. You need to figure out why you don't know him well enough. What's holding you back from recommending Jesus to others? It's intimidating. It's difficult. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm watching the news, and I'm not going to get into a debate on who's right and who's wrong, protesting, not protesting, um, this, that, whatever. But no matter what, if the example isn't something that is a good example, if there are things happening, maybe outside of your control, maybe, but if there are things happening within a movement that are not good, we've got we to we stop. We can't attach ourselves to Christianity, Christianity to a political movement. We can't attach ourselves to that. We are not to worry about it. Jesus himself said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Okay, do we fight for injustices? Yes, to a point we do, yes. Do we fight for whatever? But when it, when it comes to what's going on right now, we need to be very careful that we're setting an example of Jesus. So I don't, uh, it doesn't matter whether we agree or disagree with what's going on, is the example being set? And then it's becoming more and more like fake news. People are saying, oh, that's fake news. That didn't really happen. That didn't, this happened and all. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, Negative stuff is happening, and it's being done in the name of Christianity, and it needs to stop completely. We do not need to be doing those types of things. Now, again, if somebody is doing that, and they believe in it, you know, there you go. But be an example. Be an example. I don't care what you're doing. You need to be an example. Um, There's a lot happening in our world, and it's very hard to decipher what's accurate, what's Uh, important, what's okay, what's appropriate. But I really think if we go back to what Jesus has said, love God and love your neighbor as yourself, we won't be doing the negative things within that movement, within any movement. And we'd be careful to watch it. But many times in our lives, it's good to take an inventory of our spiritual life, of our faith. And we're going to be coming into Easter soon, can you believe it? We're coming into Easter. And that's a great time to walk through what Jesus went through and to get a fresh look on your faith and what Christ has done for you, what Jesus did on the cross for you. But when was the last time you recommended a restaurant to somebody? Anybody? You can put up your hands for this. I'm not going to point you out and say you're bad. But how, how many of you have ever recommended? I have. I've recommended a restaurant. Um, how many of you have recommended a television show? Yeah, okay. All you put up your hands. Come on. What about an app? An app? No? Um, I would like to recommend to you the West Winds app. <laughs> you should download it onto your phone. Hey, see what I did there? How about a book? A movie? Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. A Netflix series. <sighs> Too many. I can't follow them all. Do you know that they came out with a, another Star Wars one, Obi-Wan? It's another show, another series. They're doing like almost every character in Star Wars. I'm nerding out big time. <laughs> and I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> but I'm like, 
Obi-Wan? And then they did Boba Fett before? I'm like, my mind is exploding. And some of you are going, what? Don't worry about it. It's just as bad as the Lord of the Flies or Rings or whatever they're called. (laughs) But you can get caught up in that and you can recommend it to others. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ should spur us on to recommend him to others. It should spur us to action where we want to go and tell others about Jesus and explain what he said so that the kingdom can be experienced by those that don't know. And God can be glorified. So, that's all fine and dandy. But how? It doesn't do us any good. We know the problem. We've discussed it a little bit. But how can we do it? Well, there are three real simple little things I want to challenge you today on. On how you can do this. How you can express your witness And the first one is by how you love. By how you love. John 13, 34 to 35 says, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The division that has been happening within Christianity right now that's being politicized is not showing love. We're picking sides. We're picking sides. And the only side we need to pick is his side. The rest of it, we can work out. But this is not political. Christianity cannot mix. Why do you think the church and state split? It didn't work. It's corrupt. It doesn't work. And so how do we show love? We show it by service. We show it by getting involved in our church, by serving those that need to be served. And that's why we provide opportunities for you to serve. You are the ministers. I just get to be the one that like brags about you when you're out there. And I get to join in too. You can experience and show this love by showing kindness to those. It can be frustrating. It can be frustrating, but you can show kindness. You want to learn how to show love and serve while showing kindness? Cloverdale Community Kitchen. Do that. Jump in on that. You want to serve and show love? Lunch program. Get involved in your community. Pastors can't do it all. And there's a great church. You guys are great that way. So you can show kindness. You can serve. The other way is by celebrating with other people their accomplishments. How many find it easy to celebrate with other people and their accomplishments? Some people find it difficult. I get very excited when somebody travels. I like traveling. I like going to new places, trying different things, doing different stuff. I, I was, I've been telling the story. I'm, you know, I'm definitely a city boy, and after being in Haida Gwaii this week, I'm, I'm a city boy. I'm learning. I'm learning about the outdoors, but I'm, I'm a city boy. But I remember I was in Europe, and I sat down at a table, and Michelle and I were ready to eat, and, and I saw this thing on the menu, and, it, and my Italian's just a, uh, slightly rusty. And as I was looking on the menu, it said something, something, porchetta. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like pork to me. That's, that's a winner. So I, I get this thing. It doesn't look like pork. It looks like chicken. 
I'm like, well, I can live with that. But I don't know if you've ever had rabbit cooked like chicken, or sorry, cooked like pork, porchetta. And I said to Michelle, I'm like, we just need to eat this. I don't want to know. Don't ask him. I need to get through this because I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. So I ate it. It was the best chicken <laughs> I've ever had in my life, except for the tiny little bones. Yeah. And I have a hard time thinking about that poor little bunny rabbit that gave his life for me. In fact, a few months ago, I was fishing in Mexico, and I caught a sailfish. I didn't want to keep it. I won't tell you the details why I kept it, but when they brought it in and killed it, I just about puked. <laughs> I wimped out. I wimped out. And I put my hands on it after they killed it, and I went, thank you, great fish. <laughs> I, you laugh, but I was losing my mind. I'm very sorry that I murdered you. And it will be hung on my wall in about three months. But that's, that's a whole other story. It was one of those things where it was a great moment, it was a good time, but I, I uh, yeah. So when people, when people go out, so I was like trying to find out if anyone else caught a fish because I want to be like, good for you, good for you. I'm, I'm happy when other people experience things. We were the only ones that day. But when somebody else goes traveling, I like to get excited about what they did and what they saw. I want to know because what a great experience to learn other cultures, to be a part of something. And I come alongside and I celebrate with them that they went. So are we the type of people that like to celebrate other people when they've accomplished something, when they've been promoted? But there's also the other flip side. Are we able to be there for others when they're going through a rough time and just be quiet, just be there? Are we able to do that too? So are we showing love? You can show love in celebration, you can show love in grief, or you can show love in, in tough times. So, first of all, in order to be an example is to show it by love. The second one is by our speech. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In our speech. Now, we're human. We can be negative. We can go through depression. We can have difficult times. But in our speech, are we the majority of the time, are we speaking positively about things, positively about God? Not in a delusional way, not in a lying to ourself way, but are we speaking of God? Are we speaking of positive things? So your speech, how you love and how you talk. And then the third one is by how you live. People are watching you. And how you react to life and how you respond to certain things, they know who you are. How many, and don't put up your hands for this, recognized your friendships over the last two years were not what you thought they were? It's true. You lose friends because of this thing that's going on and different viewpoints. And I thought that everyone would know us by how we love one another, but instead we get pouty and mad and we stomp our feet. And like Pastor Paul said a few weeks ago, it's mine. It's mine. And I'm not going to give it to you. 
So others want to watch you and see how you react to see if how you're reacting is any different than them. Because if your reaction is not any different, why would they need what you have? Because people think and watch in practical ways. And if you don't have it, they're not going to listen to you. They don't want it because nothing's different with you. So they're watching. They see how you react. And again, we all make mistakes. That's what makes us human, and that's okay to admit those. But a person who follows Jesus apologizes for the mistakes they've made, and they move forward, and they love, and they, and they let that stuff go. Your testimony, your experience with God is specific to you, and no one is like you. And you can share with others that wish to know your story. You have connections that nobody else has. And so we, we are that example, and we become a living testimony of who God is by how we love, by how we speak, and by how we live. And so my challenge for you this week and today is to ask God to show you or bring to you attention the opportunities to be a witness and to be an example of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And be aware of it in your comings and your goings, in work, in pleasure, whatever you're doing in school. Look for those examples. Ask God to open your eyes. Let the Holy Spirit open your eyes to see things happening around you. Get out of your own stuff that's going on. You can, you can give that to Jesus. You can talk to him about that. But when you're out there, be that example and ask him to show you opportunities where you can show the love of Jesus Christ. And when dealing with other Christians, you need to show love as well. Like we talked about last week, we can disagree on certain theological principles, certain theological secondaries. And that's okay. It's the primary. It's Jesus. It's his life, death, resurrection. That we agree on. Everything else can be a discussion. And we can learn from each other. We can find out what's going on with each other. And we can walk through showing empathy and compassion. So this week... Ask God to open your eyes to opportunities to show the love, to, be, to live the example, and ask him for the right words to say when you need to say them. Because he will give you the right words to say if it's time and if it's appropriate. So look for those, listen for those. As you move throughout this week, I challenge you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our lives, what you have done. But let us be open to hearing your voice, to hearing you on a regular basis when we are out in the store, when we're at work, when we're at school, wherever we are, let us be ready to listen and hear what you have to say for us to be that example and a healthy example where we are speaking positive about what you've done in our lives and speaking positive of other believers because we are known by how we love each other. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you. I hope you have a great week, and we're going to see you next weekend.